Welcome to the Home Hour. I'm Kirsten. And I'm Graham. We're two moms aspiring to create elegant spaces and gracious homes while dealing with real life schedules, budgets, and children. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. It's DIY Day on the Home Hour, and we're talking with one of the queens of DIY, Ashley of Domestic Imperfection. Ashley is everyone's answer to Bob the Builder's eponymous question, can we build it? Well, ladies and gentlemen, the answer after today's interview is yes, we can. We'll hear about her homemade penny countertop, building a house while raising four small boys, and how Ashley pretty much broke the internet when she taught us all how to make flooring out of paper bags. Plus, we're going to check in with a real-life remodel, Jen, and hear her latest decisions that she's making, including the debate on whether to hire a designer or make all the choices herself. All that and more on today's episode of The Home Hour. Welcome home. Hi, Graham. Yes, it's DIY Day. DIY Day. We have so much to talk about today. I can't wait. What have you been up to? Um, Well, just keeping with our DIY theme, I'm spending most of my day refreshing my Amazon screen because I finally made the purchase I've been thinking about for like two years and I'm buying the Cameo Silhouette. You have wanted that forever. That's I, what you talked about in your uh, ballet bar episode that we right, did, right? Right, but it was, I had to borrow my friends, but seriously, nothing is safe. Like we are going to monogram everything. Oh my goodness, I cannot you even wait. Your monograms. I can't wait. <laughs> well, keep us posted when it comes in. I've oh, trust me, I will. There'll be a live Instagram story when I open the box. Can I ask one quick question? Because I always forget. What do you put in that thing again? Is it paper or? Uh, what can't you put in it is the question. Fabric, cardstock, paper, vinyl, Food? you name it. Uh, I, I, if you have like food safe paper, like edible paper, is that Love a thing? It. I'm I don't sure. know. I don't know. Everything else. I don't um, know. Moving on. I did a little DIY of myself this weekend. I actually, I love to scour estate sales and kind of, you know, see what's going on. And on Sundays, those are the days where the, everything is usually 50% off at the local estate sales. And I found three Versailles planter boxes. You know, those are the square ones with kind of the wood detail on the interior. Um, and they were in, they were just covered in dirt and they were filthy. And I got them for $12 and 60 cents. And these babies are not small. They are pretty large. So, I mean, I think they are, wait, are they made of wood? Yeah, they're wooden. They're the wooden planter boxes, um, the Ooh. square wooden planter boxes, you know, that have the they kind of have intricate wood designs on the exterior. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. I have like fake wood ones because real wood. Well, these, yeah, these came from so an estate well. sale. They were all wood, but, you know, they were covered in dirt and the, the paint wasn't that good. And I'll tell you, for $12.60, I got home. I hosed them off. I got three pa- three cans of spray paint and these bad boys look fantastic. And did so, you sand them first? Were you like thorough and did it right? Or did you just say, eh, paint covers everything? And, and I'm not you judging pay, you because no, I'm when lazy. you pay twelve dollars and sixty cents for something, um, and I, well, I had to pay thirteen dollars for the spray paint. So I no, I mean they honestly they look great. They cleaned up very nicely. They weren't in terrible condition. Okay, what well, color no, did you paint them? I painted them with just a really high gloss white, white, white. 
Interesting. Can Which we was see fine, a picture of those? I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't need to get creative on this because I have enough patterns in the room. They're actually, they're going to hold my fiddle leaf fig trees, which typically right now the kittens are going to the potty in. So I needed something a little more robust. <laughs> well, that old wood is going to smell delicious. I know, delightful. That's why I didn't want to put too much money into this project. Um, that makes me just think because... I want to eat figs. Mm, they don't right. produce fruit, right? No, no, no. I wish they did. That'd no, be cool. No, fiddly figs are just the decorative. Well, I am proud of you because you never do DIY. That's awesome. I know you're inspiring me. This whole show is inspiring me. So I'm a DIY gal. Oh, it, wasn't that, okay. it wasn't that intense. But I'm telling you, spray paint is just so much fun. You can clean up anything in two seconds. I know. I know. I've got to do uh, all my wrought iron furniture in my backyard. Um, okay. Well, I want to get to today's interview because we've got so much amazing content from Ashley. And then stick around because after the interview, we're going to have a little mini interview with our real life remodeler, Jen. Sounds great. I think everyone's really going to enjoy this. Let's hear from Ashley. Okay, we're here now with Ashley from Domestic Imperfection, one of my absolute favorite blogs. Ashley, welcome to the Home Hour. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. Um, Okay, so I want to tell the story, first of all, about how I stumbled upon this wonderful blog that I now love. Um, I was in the middle of a kitchen remodel. And I really wanted a butcher block countertop, but the bids that we're getting were out of our budget. And I thought, you know, I wonder if somebody online has done some sort of a great hack, kind of a DIY version of this. And I stumbled upon um, this great tutorial about um, about someone who had done a lumber liquidator's butcher block themselves. And I loved it. And then I went to the next project and went to the next project and went to the next project. And several hours later, I um, was still on your blog and started looking at pictures. And I thought, oh my gosh, I know this girl. (laughs) So Ashley, I actually knew in real life before I realized that I knew her online. So really fun. Ashley and I, um, our husbands were in the army together and we were in like a Bible study for newlyweds back in the day. Oh, that's how you met sorry Graham here everyone hi um that's I didn't realize that okay so so that's how you knew each other so it's not like you live in the same state no well we, we did live in the same state we lived in New York where we were uh, where our husbands were stationed but seven kids later we're not newlyweds anymore <laughs> no well Ashley, so, would you mind kind of giving us the um overview of domestic imperfection and what it is that you're doing how the projects came about where you are what your process is right now Oh, yeah. So domestic imperfection started just completely on a whim. Um, Adam and I had just bought our first house and we had one little baby um, and I was a stay at home mom and we were just starting to work on our our new house and definitely was a fixer upper. And so I was getting online and looking for just like Kirsten did, looking for inspiration and tutorials. And I was I discovered blogs. And I, before that, I didn't know that blogs were something people did like on a specific subject. I thought they were just places for teenagers to, you know, type out their angst. (laughs) (laughs) But so I was reading these and I was like, these are just people writing about remodeling their house and I'm doing that and I like to write. And so one day I just decided I'm going to start a blog. And I did, you know, I put zero thought or planning into it at all. And you just did it. And so was it initial? I mean, so for the list, for our listeners, um, thank you again for your um, listening. But what I was going to say was that Ashley is all over the country. She's sponsored. Um, it's quite a significant blog and um, has, you know, many people who go to her as kind of one of the queens of DIY. 
<laughs> That's overly nice of you. Um, we're just doing our projects and we fail a lot of the time and we succeed sometimes and I'm just sharing that. But yeah, it grew from this thing I did on a whim and I just did it as a hobby and I, I still do it as a hobby, but it has turned into something big. It's like it's a job now. It, it makes my family an income, which is amazing. Um, yeah, and I've gotten sponsors and and it's very cool. I'm extremely happy that I just kept plugging away at it for the last six and a half years now yes well what i love about your blog is um just even that it begins with like the name right domestic imperfection yeah. i mean that's i feel like that kind of sums it up like you're not being perfect you're not you know these pictures are not perfect lighting i mean no. except for your post where you said it was the most organized pantry in the whole world <laughs> so you <laughs> which, uh-huh. which, which I did love because because even that you were being tongue in cheek. I mean, it was. Yes. Anyway, um, but I love that. I love your whole general attitude about like you're doing this. This is a real family. This is a real house. This is not being done in a day. You have so Mm-mm. much. Pa- you have so much patience, which is also like a great reminder. Rome wasn't built in a day. And what you're seeing online is, you know, sometimes the result of months and years of, of waiting and working and plugging away like you said so I I love just how encouraging your blog is well thank you that's so true I have very patient readers because I will start a room remodel and then like three years later I'll be like oh and I finally finished this room you know thanks for reading (laughs) okay so let's yeah you're doing all this on a tight budget right what were you gonna say Kirsten well, I wanted to kind of walk through the journey. So you started this with your first house that was a fixer-upper. You yes. did a bunch of projects, but now you're on to a whole new project, which is exciting to watch. You're built. You're building a house, and and some people say like we're building a house, but they mean like other people are building our house. Like you guys are kind of like building this house. Yes. Um. So with this house, it's yeah our second house, and this is the house we've always you know in the back of our heads and dreamed of for the last you know, 13 years we've been married. But so we designed it ourselves on grid paper and we had an architect turn them into real plans. And then we have a friend that's a builder and he built the um, the shell of the house. So the exterior is complete and he took it all the way to, to dry it into the drywall stage. And then he's done and, you know, walked away and it's all us from there. Okay, so electrical on the inside, electrical or just everything so, up to drywall, but you've got to put in all the finishes, all the moldings, all the lighting. Do you have to do that? Yes, everything. So he did electrical, plumbing, roughing, you know, HVAC, stuff like that. Um, but we did the painting, flooring, cabinets, countertops, lighting. I mean, you name it. It was just an empty, hollow cave when we decided to move in with our four kids. <laughs> okay, so that's that's the next part I want to ask you. Were you, you know, sitting comfortably in a clean home that was all put together, you know, going over to the house, or were you guys living in the house while these things were being done? Um, so, really, we had a plan. Before, before we moved in, we had a plan. We're like, okay, we know remodeling with kids is hard, so we're going to work on the new house and get it, like, pretty much done before we move in. And then none of it worked out like we thought. And we just moved into a completely unfinished house. Like, I mean, the toilets worked. <laughs> and that's about it. You know, my husband built the cabinets and we didn't have all our appliances. And anyway. And you've got four little boys, four boys, which is really the equivalent of 10 children, I think. Um, <laughs> and your oldest is young, correct? And I mean, are you yes. sleeping? How are you getting any of this done? Right. I mean, I can barely pull off this podcast project with my two boys and you're sitting here sanding walls and sanding floors (laughs) yeah I you know what 
people ask me all the time, how do you get projects done with your kids? Well, first of all, my kids, yes, I have four little boys. Uh, my oldest is seven, and then I have a five-year-old, a two-year-old, and a seven-month-old. And so the older two are getting to where they're a little more self-sufficient, and it's great, but they're not really helpful yet. So it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know many seven and five year old boys who are helpful. That's no, a, I would, no, I would have been so impressed. No. <laughs> <laughs> they try. They then, do then try. Then we would have moved you over to some parenting podcasts. How to put your kid? I mean, th- I that would. I did when I was kind of doing some research. I did look at your blog, and I saw a picture. Maybe it was of your two year old or three year old helping you take off some, um, some, <laughs> some wainscoting with a with a screwdriver. And when oh you were, yes. When you were making the paper bag flooring, I thought. Oh, yes. my goodness. Um, this is impressive. <laughs> this is not something we would do. But Yeah, that um, was a long time ago. That was my oldest son when he was a toddler. When he was little. Okay. Because mm-hmm. your paper bag flooring is really something that's probably one of the things you're most known for. There's a lot about that. Do, do you mind talking about that for a second? No. Because I'm really curious. Yeah, of course. So the paper bag flooring is by far, by leaps and bounds, the most popular um, post on my blog. It's It's... People come to that post and read all about it, and then they just never read anything else that I've written. And it drives my husband crazy because he's not the biggest fan of the paper bag floors. Um, but but what, what it are, is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, explain this. This, <laughs> okay. is like, I know. this is so creative. I, I'm amazed. It's, it's awesome. Okay, so we, um, in the old house, we were replacing the flooring, and we did wood flooring throughout most of it. And then we got to the bedrooms, and we just ran out of money. And so I wanted something that wasn't carpet because carpet is disgusting. Um, and so the idea of the paper bag floors is you take brown paper, like the kind you buy in big rolls at the like at Home Depot, and you rip it up into like pieces, like a like a stone. You rip it up and then you crumble it up, and then you glue it to your floor. So you can do it on plywood floors. Um, we have concrete, so I just glued it to my concrete floor with a water and Elmer's glue mixture. And you, you do it over the entire floor. It takes forever. Um, and then you let it dry, and then you stain it, and then you seal it with, like, a polyurethane. Like, I, I think I did, like, a dozen coats of sealer. And the end result is a floor that costs you, like, $80, I think, is what I did the first room for. And it looks kind of like like leather, almost. Yeah, like tanned leather. It's it's quite mm-hmm. an interesting look. I like it. I mean, I mm-hmm. think I, in retrospect, once I had seen it on your site, I think I've seen it a couple other places. But my question is, mm-hmm. how does it um, stand the test of time? So that's, yeah, that's the big question that everybody has. So it's, it's it does okay. It does well. I, I had a lot of trouble with the sealers was the thing. And so... Well, here's the thing. Let me tell you a little story about the paper bag floors. So <laughs> so I had done my flooring. I had just done the first post on it. Um, and this was a couple months later. And my husband and I decided we just had two kids at the time. And so we decided to go on a cruise. And so we just went for a couple days. And, you know, there's no Internet on the boat. So I got back from the cruise. The first thing I do, you know, is I pull up my blog to see how it's doing. And I see that my blog has absolutely gone crazy while I was gone like insane I got more page views in a day than I normally do in a month and so and it all went to this paper bag flooring post um, from Facebook and you can't find out where your traffic is coming from on Facebook except that it's from Facebook so I never I still don't know who shouted out it could have been Oprah I don't know (laughs) (laughs) but so anyway this flooring post got all this traffic and then I checked my email and I had just hundreds upon hundreds of emails asking very specific questions about this paper bag floor 
And I was like, oh my goodness. Like, it was just so overwhelming. And I went through and I answered all of almost all of them. I probably missed them, but I answered every one of these questions. And I hated my paper bag flooring after that. So I went. <laughs> so I decided, and like, these emails continued to come just for months. And so I was like, I cannot do this anymore. This is taking up all my time. And so I did a series on the paper bag flooring. I think I did like. I don't know, five or seven posts or something, step-by-step step, testing all the paper options, all the sealer, all the stain options in this whole series. And I was so tired of my paper bag for spending that. And I'm sure my regular readers were sick of hearing about it. <laughs> but I put out this series, and I have not gotten an email about my paper bag for since. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's a good story. I see that on your website, paper bag flooring experiment, paper oh bag one year later. Okay, so, like... For everyone who's now going to hear this podcast, didn't know about you before, <laughs> and is going to want to send you an email, I'm going to ask a couple questions. Okay. Or the big one is, is how many years ago was this, and how is it now? How is okay. it doing? I mean, I know you're not in the house anymore, but no. when you guys left. Mm-hmm. So did, was, that part of the, was that part of the terms of the sale that they had to, the new owners had to continue <laughs> to answer emails? <laughs> <laughs> no, so we did this when my first son, I think I just had two kids. The second one was a baby. So this was, uh, what, five years ago, we put in the first one. And then we did the guest room after that, a couple years later. And so it held up okay, not great. Um, I tried different sealers. Uh, but it would sometimes scratch and it would sometimes have pieces flake up. And my husband, who's very hard to impress, like as soon as he saw something flake up, he's like, I hate this floor. And that was it. He just hated it forever. And I think it did pretty darn good for being an $80 floor. And it right, good. of course, of course. But when we, when we went to sell the house, I was like, I don't want to answer questions about this flooring. And so we put carpet over it. <laughs> so the, No the way! New- <laughs> Do the new owners know they have, like, maybe the most famous floor in America? <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't tell them. That's <laughs> a treasure. That's like when you dig up, you know, a, a lost you know, relic somewhere. That's great. Okay, well, my, you, you know what? I have a tile missing. I've got like these, um, you know, uh, what are they called? Like penny tiles or, mm-hmm. you know, the little tiny octagons. The and like one of them yeah. cracked. And like replacing that is going to be really hard to raise that just that one little cracked one. Mm-hmm. But like my question is, couldn't you just be like, oh, let's go to Trader Joe's and get a paper bag. And <laughs> like if it does peel up in one section, could you kind of replace it? Or, you know, yes. like a, almost like touch up paint, I guess would be the example. You could, and I did once. I someone, my kid drug something, and it peeled up a little piece. And you just get another piece of paper, crumple it up, put it down, stain it, seal it, and you're done. Amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, so I, can we? Sorry, can we segue to this butcher block that Kirsten kind of led off with a while ago? I just want to keep hitting as many of your projects as possible because they're cool, right? I mean, you are so unbelievably cool. industrious, and you do it on a shoestring budget. And I think I. Just a small segue. I think a lot of us, and hopefully a lot of the listeners, and I don't know how anyone feels about this again, hello at thehomehour.com. I want to be able to pull these things off. I mean, can I just ask you, Ashley, was it your mom or your dad or was it your, was everyone in your family industrious? Did they do this um, all the time? Like, how do you learn this? Or is this just something you said, hey, I'm just going to be a can-do kind of woman. Um, I'm going to figure it out on my own. And you just went and read about it and figured it out. Like, where did this come from? Um, Well, I mean, my family growing up, they did lots of projects. Um, My family is extremely frugal and that's where the projects come from. And then Adam's 
Adam's family owned a custom cabinet shop when he was a teenager, and he learned a lot of skills there. But um, really, I just like trying new things, and I love being creative, and it comes from there. It's like I just like to experiment, um, and especially in the first house because we knew we weren't going to be there forever, and we were just kind of having fun fixing it up. I I tried all kinds of sort of – I just tried everything in there, a lot of things that I, I wouldn't try in this new house. So it was it was just – that house was my experiment. Okay, let's talk about that because this new house, I mean, this house is actually, it is gorgeous. It is so beautiful. You guys have done such a beautiful job. Um, but yeah, are you a little bit more like, you know, like I can't, like, because some of the, some of my DIY projects I did in my house, I mean, we joke that like it's the house Ikea built because I, 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 just, <laughs> I just continue to add Ikea things and then put my own molding around it. But like some of the things I'm like, oh, it just looks too crafty. You know what I mean? Are you more, are you more hesitant to like, to to do a DIY stuff to do a DIY project or are you just you know it worked once and like you know you had great success in the first in the first uh, house I mean what's your a new attitude towards this new house um well let's see yes and no is the answer to that question so we are doing just as much DIY in this house as we did in the last house uh, maybe even even more um it, but we are going about it very differently so the last house was very experimental and we were on a super super tight budget um Whereas now in this house, we we have a little more money to play with because my because my blog makes some money and that's the money we use to do projects. Um, but for example, in the last house, we planked the walls in the kitchen and the dining room. You know, well shiplap. Now it's everyone calls it shiplap. So we planked the walls and we used um, we faked it really. We used the cheapest thinnest plywood you can get at Home Depot, cut it into six inch strips, and then nailed it to the wall and painted it. And that was our planking. And so in this house, uh, I want to do it again, but we went out and spent money and bought real, like, legitimate shiplap to put on the walls. Because okay, I don't I want it to look crafty. Yeah, okay, so you're just, you're spending more money on material this time. Yes. Okay, yeah, that's right. interesting. Are there any specific hits and or misses? For example, I've seen on your site where you painted tile. You know, you had a bathroom that had kind of some tile that maybe you thought the color was outdated and you painted over it. And that was really neat, but it seemed very labor intensive. I mean, what are the what are the definite DIY do's and what are the definite DIY, like, don't touch this, this is a mistake? Yeah, well, the painting my shower, that's actually my, most, my second most popular post is the painting the shower. I think the, the projects that are the most popular are the ones that are very creative that people haven't heard of and that are um, that solve a problem for the reader, like having ugly tile in your shower. Well, and I and like to one, think I'm, I'm Captain Obvious as well. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so the painting the shower actually worked great. It wasn't that bad. It was, it's pretty much just like painting a wall, except it smells worse. Um, <laughs> and that one held up super well. But once again, that's not something I would do in the new house, but it worked great in the last one. Um, and so now I forgot what the question even was. I was just talking. So the obvious do's and the obvious don'ts. Oh, yes. As, sorry. Um, I mean, you made, for exa- another example, you made a an entire countertop out of pennies. And I mean, would you do that again? Or was that just something you were having fun with? Or I mean, what are the what are the things that where can you put your creativity in your home? Where do you believe? You know what? I'm kind of struggling with that, to be honest, because like the penny countertop, I loved. It was a great project. Now, we failed a couple of times in the middle of it, which I wrote about, but the end result was awesome. Um, but this new house, you know, it's like it's like an adult house. And so I'm a little scared <laughs> to get <laughs> I'm a little scared to get like super creative in it. Um, I, and we haven't gotten to the decorating phase yet, so I haven't really got to 
to get the the creativity out in that way. We're still at the, like, we don't have flooring or we don't even have a ceiling in our master bedroom. But um, the real struggle with the DIYs now that we have four kids um, is just time versus money. It's just what is worth DIYing and what is not. Right. So a lot of the projects now, we will get a quote from a professional to see how much it's going to cost us in money and, and against how much it'll cost us in time to do the project. And a lot of things we've ended up hiring out because it's just, you know, you start a project, and you're like, oh, I'll finish this in, you know, in two days. And a month later, you're just still chipping away at it and cursing the fact that you decided to do it. <laughs> yes, I do know that feeling quite well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, gosh, well, oh, I, I just I could all these cool projects. I, I mean, so I want to let's hit up a couple more. Yeah. Can we go talk ahead, about Grim. the Butcher Block Islands, Kirsten, that you did? And so there's a picture on our website at the home hour or at the home hour um, on Instagram of Kirsten's Butcher Block Kitchen Island. But I don't really know how you did it. And Ashley, you seem like you were the genesis for that. So oh, what, I what did is it by it? following Ashley's tutorial to the letter is how I Okay, so tell us what did what is it? Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, you take it. You're the you're the expert. You know what the the countertop? I my job in that one was to take pictures and write about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was totally my husband and my brother in law did the work on that one. But we bought the counter from Lumber Liquidators. I think we used cherry, and and you know, cut it and put it in and I sealed it. We used a water locks. Did you use the same thing, Kirsten? Uh, I used the exact same thing. And I had <laughs> like every store I'm like, and they're like, well, you could use this. I'm like, no, Ashley no. said I have to use this. So, uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and I say I'm a little bit of a like OCD cabinet or countertop cleaner. Mm-hmm. And I, so I clean mine almost every day with, um, I'm going to sound so OCD. It's a two-step process, but I use my sponge, and then I use um, Method Spray, and Mm -hmm. it's been about almost five years now, and it's just starting to, like, show. Like, I'm probably ready for another coat of sealer now, but, I mean, it held up really well, really well. You haven't touched it up in five years? No, I mean, I probably should as I'm looking at it, but... uh, (laughs) No, that's awesome. No, Waterlocks is an awesome product. It Um, is. You know, actually, a lot of the most popular posts on my blog are the follow-up posts to a to a thing like following up on paperback floors or following up on the countertop. So I wrote a post on like what my countertop, the butcher block, looked like uh, two years later, and that post is way way more popular than the original one. Well, it's like mm-hmm. the Bachelor. Where is he now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes, that's true. We love all those kind of things. <laughs> well, anything can look good the day you do it, and then you right. get a great picture with great lighting. But what I, that's like what I love about your blog, though, is like you just said you start a project, and then you wonder, like, why was I doing this? And it's still a month later. Like, you, you mm-hmm. show that it's not this, like, upward trajectory of, like, nothing to awesome. Like, it's a lot of, like, what was I thinking in between? And mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people, that's where they stop. And what I like about all the way you approach projects is you kind of encourage people at the lowest point in a project, like, keep going, it's going to get better, I feel the same way, or like, I've had to pivot and do it a little bit differently. Um, Mm -hmm. And that is, I think, half of DIY is like the mental battle and the changing your game plan halfway through the project when you realize it doesn't work out the way you thought. Oh, completely. It's like 90% of our DIY is is changing course. Okay, Um, can we talk about your kitchen cabinets? Because I think that the the cabinets that you had in your first kitchen are very similar to the ones that just a ton of people have where they don't go all the way to the ceiling. Yeah. And then you've got that awkward space. Mm -hmm. 
That's what I have right now. So I have basically the kitchen cabinets that I think are, you know, the prefabricated cabinets from Home Depot. And Kirsten, again, told me about what you did. Mine don't touch the ceiling, um, so they don't look particularly custom because they're not. But what did you do? So in the first kitchen, like I said, we had zero money. And so we had this hideous kitchen, and I had this, like, the stock really cheap um, cabinets from, you know, like Home Depot. Um, And they were that honey oak and yeah, they didn't touch the ceiling. And so we painted them. Um, I think the bottom was a navy and the top was, um, we painted them white. And they didn't touch the ceiling. And I, I don't like that look because it just looks like they're cheap stock cabinets. Um, it's also like and, an awkward decorating challenge to have that space. I mean, I know. Yeah. People always put like fake ivy up there. And I'm like, no, totally. no, no. <laughs> so I wanted them to touch the ceiling. And if you look online, there's a lot of ideas where people, um, leave the cabinets where they are and they add like a piece of like a one by six or a piece of wood up there with molding to make them touch the ceiling. But then there's that big blank piece of, you know, wood up there, which is fine, but I didn't want that. So what we did is instead is we took the cabinets off the wall, which is really, it's just a couple screws. It's not a big deal at all. We took them off the wall and then we pushed them up to where they touched the ceiling and screwed them back in. Um, with no, yeah, mold, so they, no molding above it, just you just kind of attach them directly to the ceiling, or you re yeah. Well, we in? we left like like half an inch and added a little bit of molding. Okay. Um, yeah, so we we raised them all the way up, added some molding, painted them, and then and then they were really high. And I'm I'm short, I'm five three, so you know I need lower storage. But I've always wanted open shelving, not all open shelving, just a little bit. And so we added a open shelf all along underneath the cabinet where the original cabinet started. And so it actually added more storage. It gave us like my pretty shelf and an open feeling. And then the cabinets touch the ceiling and it costs nothing. It costs a piece of wood to add the open shelving. And that's a major facelift for a kitchen. I mean, that really it's, almost makes it look custom. Yeah, it was it was a huge change. Just kind yeah, of- everyone listening, if you've not been to domesticimperfection.com, you have to go and see pictures of the before and after because... It is awesome. And I know sometimes when a professional DIY blogger says it's easy, you think, oh, sure. Let me just tell you, because of Ashley, because of this post, I took my old kitchen cabinets. We put in new ones, but I took my old ones out and I put them in the mudroom for the kids and reused them. And you're totally right. It was the easiest thing. I did it myself. I unscrewed it, you know, or one of us held it, one of us unscrewed it. And it really was easy. Like, Ashley is telling the truth. So (laughs) it was it's such a great, cheap um, you know, not that hard project, and it makes such a world of difference. Mm-hmm. It's the beauty of DIY. You don't have to spend a ton of money. You just have to, you know, be creative and be willing to fail. Can you tell oh. us about some things you're currently working on right now? We are working on everything. It is. <laughs> um, yeah, we have everything going at the same time, and it's extremely overwhelming, if, you're, if I'm being honest. Is your husband um, at home working with you, or does he kind of go to work in the days and just work on nights and weekends? And my husband, um, yeah, well, he has a crazy schedule. He's a police officer, and so we have a very weird schedule. But um, yeah, and on his days off, we're usually we're usually doing projects. Do you work well um, together? Can I just ask you because um, Harrison and I maybe let's just say do not. <laughs> I mean, we will we will have a blowout over changing a light bulb. So. Um, we we. Uh, we mostly work very, very well together. Um, it gets a little hairy when we're trying to do a project and there's like 
four kids needing us and it's just getting crazy. Um, but yeah, we work, we work really well, like with the idea stage, bouncing things on, bouncing ideas off each other. We're, we're kind of different and I'm like, I'll come up with an idea. I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. And I have no idea how it will work. And then Adam comes in and he's like, okay, this is how we could actually get this to work. Cause he says, I'm just off in creative la la land. And he's the one that makes it function. Oh, well, obviously, you guys are doing something right because you have a beautiful vlog, a beautiful family, and your home is that you're building is just lovely. And it's it's just cool to I just love your whole approach to just domestic imperfection and just going for it and um, and patience. I, the patience is just comes through um, in your in your writing. And it's just so like, yes, she's real. Like, and yet it's still a gorgeous home. So, um yeah, I just can't recommend your site highly enough. Mm-hmm. And where can oh, everyone you. find you again, Ashley? Other domesticimperfection.com? That's it. Yep. Okay. And you're also on Instagram at domesticimperfection as yeah, well, I'm right? On, yes, I'm on Instagram. I think my username is domesticashley. I think it's the same oh, okay. on all my social media. I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty bad about keeping up with social media, but... <laughs> I do. Why? I don't understand. You have nothing going on. <laughs> and I'd like to um, ask our listeners to send us some questions about paper bag flooring. Hello at thehomehour.com. We think we can tackle that for a while. <laughs> yeah, bring it on. Email me. I'll get back to you eventually. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time, Ashley. It was really fun to talk to you again. Yeah, thank you. It was a definite pleasure to be on. Thanks, Ashley. Well, we hope you enjoyed that interview with Ashley. And now we've got a quick update that Kirsten's going to do with her friend, Jen, who, as you may remember, is undertaking a home remodel and renovation of her own. But Jen poses an interesting question today of whether or not to hire an interior designer. So I'm really interested to hear what she has to say and see if she goes ahead and decides to make that decision. And we hope you enjoyed today's show. If you would, please be so kind, go on to iTunes and leave us a review. And you can make sure to follow us on Instagram at the home hour or Facebook or send us an email hello at the we will get back to you we promise we answer every single email we love your suggestions and thanks again for listening okay we're back with Jen Brigham for her second update Jen welcome back to the home hour hello how are you this week well I'm good but I'm kind of boring I want to hear about you so last we heard you guys had done demo you'd moved out you had put up some framing of some walls and you were two weeks ahead of schedule which is like unheard of and exciting is everything still rainbows and unicorns (laughs) so uh let's see The good news is we were supposed to originally start construction June 12th. They were able to push us up. So we started the Tuesday after Memorial Day. Again, we, they were two, we're now we're two and a half weeks into it. They were two weeks ahead of schedule, but we have our, so I I asked the contractor, I said, so what does this mean? You know, long-term, are we going to be able to get in earlier or what? He said, well, it's a little early for me to really tell you that that's going to happen because we just don't know enough. And today, drum roll, please. We got the first setback. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, what was the setback? It's not that bad. Uh, so in a small portion of our house, we're pitching the roof and they had to order the wood for the trusses. Is that what you call them? I'm, an, so. I'm a newbie. So they got, they ordered, they were, I, dro- I drive by the house every morning and at night just to see what's happened. And I saw them on the roof this morning and I saw, yay, they're going to put up the roof to try to enclose the house. But apparently they ordered the wrong size or the company, the wood company or whatever you call them. Like a lumber company? Lumber. They brought, they 
deliver the wrong size. So they have to wait to get the new size so that they can frame it in. And for those of you that maybe don't know, we, we're in Arizona and their biggest goal is to get the house enclosed before monsoon season, which they say starts in the end of June, but I always thought it was more end of July. Yes. And that's a really big deal here. People think, you know, the desert, um, that probably they don't think rain, but we get these insane summer rains. And yeah, that happened to us. We took right. off our roof and um, we're putting on a new roof and we had a record breaking Right. I, I think of you every time they say, we have to worry about these monsoons. And I'm thinking, I know this is real because I know from firsthand experience how all this goes down. Right, right. Okay. So what are the biggest decisions you have to make um, till we check in with you again? What are you deciding right now? Uh, so biggest decision, because there's a lot of decisions coming up. First one is plumbing, and then it goes down to, you know, your kitchen counters. And well, then you need to figure out your appliances, because then you have to measure around it. And a lot of people who have done this before us or who are in the industry really advise a designer. And I wouldn't by any means say that I am the type of person to go hire a designer and sit back and watch. But at the same time, I'm a full-time working mom of three. My husband's full-time working. I travel for work and there's so many different decisions. And even if I wasn't doing all of that to make sure that it's cohesive and I'm not talking about anything fancy. Like for me, I want a traditional classic clean come over and feel warm and cozy subway tile with penny tile. And I just need someone to, I think to help direct me in which path I need to go. So I'm meeting a designer tomorrow morning they're like, you can meet me. It doesn't cost anything. <laughs> Listen to me. And from that point, if you feel like it's necessary, move on. So, so you've never used a designer before. Um, I didn't use a designer when I did my house. So I don't really know anything about that process. How do you, how do they charge you? Do they charge you like by the hour or is it like based on, um, based on like the cost of the project? So the only reason why I'm even entertaining it is because the person I'm meeting comes well recommended and worked for a larger firm and split off on her own. So she's trying to build her business. So to me, maybe that, that to me, that equates potential affordability, mm -hmm. but she has different ranges of how you can be, how you can pay her. It depends if you start just from the beginning in terms of inception of with the architect building the house front to end or from the beginning to end, or in my case, she said, I think it's probably the best if you kind of know what you want, but you need someone to help direct you and make the decision, you pay on an hourly basis. But people say that sometimes it's kind of like um, hiring a wedding planner. They may have access or they have at cost wholesale prices uh -huh. that you can then benefit. So even though you're paying this designer per hour, you ultimately may save because they have access to things that you wouldn't. Okay, this is going to be really interesting for me to watch not having worked with a designer. And, you know, sometimes the mistakes I made, I wonder if I wouldn't have made them. And but, also, I don't know. I hey, don't know. stay tuned because I might say, wow, this sounds great. Or, hey, she's asking the same questions I've been asking myself and I feel like I'm going on the right path. So whatever she can do, maybe I can do too. So we'll see. I'll see how it goes. I'm interested. Yeah. Okay, well, we can't wait to get um, the next update with you. Have a wonderful week and um, happy construction. Thank you. Thank you.